Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast. With me, <laughs> with me as always, is <laughs> Mom, focus. He's my best friend, he's my son, and we're the same age. His name is Nick Sahoya, and uh, he's here as per usual. Hi, Nick. Hi. I don't have my pink light today, so I feel very self-conscious. Wait, the pink light was something you were doing (laughs) on purpose? I thought that was just a circumstance. That was a curation? Yeah, I'm not bisexual, but I do enjoy bisexual lighting. Okay. Yeah. This is news to me. I didn't know you weren't bisexual. No, I guess I'm just blanket queer. When we met and you were 18, you said you were bisexual. So I thought not that accurate. stayed the same for our eternity. Anyway. No, no not accurate. That phase yeah, was over around 16. Uh, listen, I know the things you've stuck your dick in. Um, <laughs> our guest today is... <laughs> he's not just my friend, Kevin. He's your friend, Kevin. It's your friend, Kevin. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I honestly don't know. um, I mean, I know you as Kevin. I don't know if you have a a last name. Um, I only know you as your friend, Kevin. Is that your name across all platforms, Kevin? It's it's my name across all platforms. Honestly, I just think my full name is really lame. So we're just gonna we're just gonna stick with your friend one. Sure. Um, your friend Kevin, wh- what would you label yourself? A uh, 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 a fitness blogger? Oh, you know, <laughs> just garbage influencer. I think that's, <laughs> that really covers it. Uh, just person who's here to sell out as soon as possible, as quickly as they can. No, just an internet entertainer. I make YouTube videos. I do streams. I uh, make fitness content, but whatever gets people watching. Yeah. You also got a dog. <laughs> I do. I have one of those. So tell Kevin's... us about your dog. No, we have to talk more about the dog. Oh, it's it's the best part about me. So I have a husky. His name is Tango, and he's just he's basically a cat. He just lies there. He just spends all day sleeping, and it's that's Nick's it's dog aspirational. too. I don't think LA is good for dogs. You dogs know, are just I... very quiet, forlorn <laughs> <laughs> <Poor> here. <laughs> totally. <laughs> There's nothing but hot, hot pavement. You know, and... it's been tough. It's been tough with this weather, but it's nice. He has a uh, the the entire house is AC, where he loves to just sleep on my bed, and then he's got a front yard to just walk in, walk into, and then walk out of. He just makes a little <laughs> lap, and then he leaves. Um, Kevin is a longtime Futurama fan and has politely requested many times to come on <laughs> this podcast. Um, he's a lovely friend. He's a, he's a gentle giant. Actually, I think I'm taller than you, but you are a tank of a human. Your physique is quite impressive. Oh, I think. Um, and you know that's one hell of a mustache. So there's Kevin, everyone. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, uh, yes, has uh, is a well-known Futurama fan. We know this. And um, you have a Bender tattoo, do you not? I absolutely do. It's yes. one of my favorite. And it's in an appropriate place as yeah. far as lore goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tell tell the butt. audience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I got, during the pandemic, I got a tattoo of Bender on my ass because the 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 movie where um, uh, Fry the Time Code... Bender's big score. Big score. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Not just, Bender's game. <laughs> I love it. I think the concept of having just the most important thing in the world tattooed on someone's smelly butt is just the, the funniest <laughs> thing to me. I love it. I, it's the only tattoo I'll probably ever get, which makes it more special. And that is it's more, just a, yeah. a little love letter to the show. I think it's Fry's only I tattoo as well. <laughs> well, you know? it's just funny because I had a friend uh, come up to me. I hadn't seen him in a few days. And he was very excited to talk to me. And he said, uh, Nick, Nick, 
I was just on a date with this guy and I was eating his ass and there was a bender tattoo on it. And I said, oh, Kevin. (laughs) 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 So Um, it's everyone's guess who that friend is. He was a guest on the podcast one time. Cheers. First thing, Kevin. You're going to get a lot of DMs now. You're just opening up the floodgates. Does it have the microscopic um, binary code that tears open a portal in the space-time game? You know, I actually, I requested that when the tattoo was being, you know, put on me. And uh, I haven't gotten (laughs) a strong enough magnifying glass to truly check. But, I mean, I was sold a product, so let's hope it does. (laughs) And then second thing. Um, you brought it up and I was going to bring it Uh-oh. up when Bender says it's like looking into a smelly mirror. <laughs> yes. Why? They, I, mean, I, know, I know they say that Fry doesn't have good hygiene, but they really <laughs> seem to like to emphasize that Fry's butt doesn't smell good. And if, I mean, we've all, I'm sure in our own lives have smelt what bad butt smells like, you know? Uh-huh. It's probably my least favorite smell. It's probably my most hated smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting uh, we, we've all <laughs> We've all been put in one of those awkward situations, I think. We're, we're, all, we're all aware. We're... <laughs> no, uh, we're unlike not... Fry, however, he unlike Fry. He obviously has a smelly butt. He's a straight man. They don't wash Listen. back there. Why don't they? Oh, it's because if you, it. if you wipe it too much, you might enjoy it, yeah. and then you're gay. <laughs> you're gay. You're gay. If you let anything up there if except a little bit of water. If you wash it with your finger and it accidentally slips in, and you go, whoop, and you like it, Listen, um, just well, you gotta gay be then. careful. It depends on what soap you're using. That's um, true. That's true. Let's, should we talk about the episode? balance, baby. <laughs> yeah, the acidity of my soap turned my ass gay. <laughs> That's a kind of a conspiracy theory worthy of this <laughs> episode of Futurama. I use all America <laughs> Trump soap. Yeah, that's why I use Dove. <laughs> oh. Okay, this episode is called Rage Against the Vaccine. Original Whoa. air date, September 4th, 2023. We have Two a Chiron. Two days ago. Three days ago. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell people when we're recording. <gasps> Does You're it holding... ruin the illusion? Yes. You want, yeah, you want people to imagine that this podcast is happening in front of the show as you watch it. Yes. I see. We're or, lying. Or the second Ooh. you hit your podcast button, we sit down at our computers and do this live for you, which is what I want them to sure. do. Sure. It's like on Drag Race when we say, last Wag week. Drag Race. We say last week, but we mean like five minutes ago. Last Uh. (laughs) And then you leave there believing that you were there for a whole year, you know? That's going to be crazy. That's insane. How are people communicating now? (laughs) We have a Chiron. Uh, It says try unplugging it and plugging it back in. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. It's really simple. It's not very futury, though. So I only give it four out of five Chirons. Kevin? Oh, yeah. Four out of five for sure. I'm triggered by that sentence only because I work with tech every single day. Mm. And the amount of annoying problems that are actually solved by turning it on and back on. I'm just like, I can't believe this is the solution. Like, it happens with it my makes you just feel like an idiot. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, four out of five that, for sure. That actually correlates to today's episode. Like, Jinx, rate you know, the Chiron. Three. Stop dodging the question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now say your dumb thing. No. <gasps> You ruined okay. it. Fight. Okay. fight Go on. Fight, start fight, the, okay, fight, I, I fight. will say that this is the first episode of this season where I didn't think that the little scary noise at the beginning has anything to do with anything. I feel like it's this weird, like, fake out. Like, it's kind of like a horror sound because they're being resurrected once again. I don't know. You might be right. I don't think it means anything. I think, we, <laughs> I think we've been. I think we, we got really high. In, I think we got really high and recorded a podcast about the drama. <laughs> uh, we get a hilarious reveal right off the bat. Like we obviously know this is going to be an episode parroting the COVID nineteen pandemic and the ongoing situation, but uh, we find out that they are having a ceremony in the year thirty twenty three, celebrating the end of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Finally. <laughs> Okay, that is very funny, but I want to start, before we get too into the episode, I just want to start with, when the episode began, how did you both feel 
about mm. knowing this was going to be a whole episode about COVID when it feels like we've just gotten over all entertainment being referencing COVID. You know, I feel like I, as a comedian, am wary to reference. Co- oh, shut up. You. I'm wary. <laughs> I'm wary to reference COVID right now because I know how fatigued audiences are by that conversation and how much they want to kind of revel in this moment of (laughs) feeling like the worst is behind us you know how do you both feel about seeing an episode about covid nick you want to take this one (laughs) yeah i mean i'll I'll say uh i personally don't understand um everyone's fixation with pretending COVID never happened. It's like, (laughs) oh, we went through that year where Donald Trump was president and it was the year 2020 and everything else in the world is exactly the same except for COVID didn't happen. That only makes sense in the MCU because Tony Stark probably would have done something. That's all I have to say. Put COVID in your shows. It fucking happened. I also like when (laughs) sometimes they do this thing like in Worst Person in the World where they do a whole movie and then at the end it jumps forward five years and everyone's wearing masks and it's like, oh, smart. (laughs) Kevin thoughts? Oh, yeah. So I'm on the complete opposite of the spectrum and I'm glad I made you go first. I So I'm just, I don't, okay. So like there's two sides of what I expect from a COVID joke. One, something I haven't heard before, and two, something that's not going to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And there, with social media now, like topical subjects are so hard to do well because good comedians and smart people can get to it first. So when you're a show that's coming out two years after the onslaught, you've got to come in with a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the trap that a lot of things fall into. I think a lot of like you know, jokes are about putting on masks and then they're like, remember? Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I do. I didn't enjoy it. Move on, please. You're supposed to make (laughs) me laugh now. And I will say, I think this this show had a lot of heavy lifting to do just because of where my mind was already like placed. I think it succeeded in some things, but I don't think it succeeded in others. So I'm still a bit impartial. I think I might be right. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. <laughs> there we go. I think I might be right in between you two because... Mm. Oh, what a fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, <laughs> so my. Uh, I think I'm kind of in between you two because I very much agree with Nick. I don't want to pretend like COVID didn't happen. It happened... We were globally affected by it and it changed everything. Some things for the better, you know, like it Mm -hmm. brought some things to light. And I think we, the, you know, the general populace are like very riled up right now. (laughs) Like, you know, and I think to, you know, like I think COVID was a catalyst for that, even though it was also a a huge fucking tragedy. Mm hmm. But I do feel the same way uh, when I hear someone say, so I'm going to talk about COVID. My brain is like, please have a new idea. Please have a new joke. Please don't just be, you know, like. And so, yes, there were some really tired jokes, but I am sometimes just happy to watch my favorite characters just go through something I went through and see how they respond to it, you know? so For sure. I don't know. Let's get into it. <laughs> uh, I would love to, desperately. Uh, <laughs> You're such a but- <laughs> There's, just as the COVID uh, pandemic is ending in the future, uh, there's a new virus that affects mutants. It's going around in the sewers. It's called Explovid-23. And because of this uh, infection, there is a travel ban to the sewers to reduce <laughs> the spread. But then we see Leela... <laughs> climbing out of her own little personal tube, which if if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you can actually look behind Kevin near the door yeah, on the right yeah. there. That's where Leela pops out. Yeah, the tube is, the tube, my shoulder's covering up. It's for sure there. <laughs> um, so uh, the Leela's parents, they're coughing in the sewers. Ugh, they, they didn't think this through. Leela's coughing. Everyone wants to stay away from her. Everyone's worried about it. But then uh, they go to the Everything is Normal Festival where they were announcing <laughs> the end of the pandemic, 
It's called, I think it's called the Back to Normal Festival, but I like the Everything is Normal Festival. And Bill Nye is introduced as the super spreader of truth, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Now, we can talk about this joke specifically, but Jinx, I know that you have a story about Bill Nye, and I would like to just give you the floor to share it now. <laughs> What story do I have about Bill? From your childhood. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have a story from your childhood. Okay. For people who forget, Chicks and I both grew up in the Northwest. Bill Nye was a local celebrity of the Northwest before he was like a big podcaster, like CNN guy. Um, yeah. And Bill Nye, the science guy era. You, like, met him at an aquarium once, and you thought he was rude, and you were, like, nine years old. You don't remember this? Nick, this isn't me. <laughs> I think that's You used to tell this story all the time. I, I've never met Bill Nye. This isn't me, Nick. You didn't well, meet him. You, you were, like, at an event, and he was Are you there. confusing me with your other mom? I don't. My I've nev- mom has I've never ne- met. My I've other never mom has seen, never met Bill Nye. I've never seen Bill Nye in real. Space. You used to tell the story all the time because we I, used to get high and watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> no, we said, didn't. Oh, I hate Bill Nye. No, we didn't. That wasn't me. I'm so insulted right now. This is like when <laughs> you didn't even know I went to Mexico. You bitch. <laughs> You go to well, Mexico listen. all the time. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it wasn't me. We've never watched Bill Nye together. You are confusing me <laughs> with like someone else. <laughs> listen, if anyone has a has a fun Bill Nye story, comment it below and fill this space for us, please. <laughs> we'll just really pretend it was Jinx's. I don't. I, you've made this up or you've confused me with someone else. And I don't know how you've done that because I am pretty unique in your life. <laughs> Bill Nye uh, declares that the COVID pandemic is over. But then he starts coughing because he got exploded from Leela. From Leela. Leela is so fucking unhinged this season. <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe that's actually a reflection of like, Leela has okay bringing it back to COVID we're all a different person <laughs> after that lockdown right we all came mm-hmm. out and all of us you know changed we all changed of us changed and I think nightmare. some of us are just full alcoholics now and maybe that's Leela's situation but Leela hasn't lived through a quarantine yet you don't know um excuse me <laughs> oh wait there... that's yeah, right that's right there was the common that... cold <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. It's nice to have an, a, a historian on. Thank you. I didn't get that tattoo for nothing. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should say about Explovid, it has a mild cough, but the main symptom is it makes you angry and it makes you want to punch people. <laughs> now, I do like this because... This is pretty funny. <laughs> because, yes, the what I like about this is the commentary from here on out is not about how much COVID sucks, but how much people suck when yeah. they have to deal with the mildest inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I think that the, the punching is a wonderful metaphor for that. We go back to Planet Express and Professor has invented a test for Explovid. And it's a seven foot long Q-tip and he jams it up his nose. And I thought the really funny part was the smiley face or the frowny face for yeah. oh, positive. Oh, absolutely. The, the Cyclops frowny face with Leo <laughs> Yeah, the Tester. fact that hers had one eye for some <laughs> I reason. I loved it. <laughs> okay, now from this point forward, the episode is just a rapid-paced free free fall of COVID jokes. Like, and it just goes, I mean, we've got the B-plot with Hermes that's about to get brought up soon. Yes, But literally, the A-plot is just watching vignettes of shit that we went through with COVID, but watching it with, like, the Futurama writing staff come up with really funny jokes around it but it is like there's some good visuals in here it is just like joke 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 like just becomes secondary 
Um, so uh, Leela tests positive, and she is forced to quarantine in the Angry Dome, which was a callback I really appreciated. Do you remember the Angry Dome? <laughs> yeah, when the professor just stomps <laughs> just around. Stomping around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we cut to. I love President that they Nixon. keep her at work too. They're yeah, just, she's they're, they don't even send her out. They don't even put her back in the sewer. They're just like, you stay right here, no, the lady. All of their major life issues are resolved at the Planet Express that's, office. <laughs> that's how I do it. I bring my problems straight to work with me. I make it everybody's issue. Um, President Nixon is giving an executive order for everyone an to wear ex- masks. No, an executive <laughs> yeah, an, an executive Aru, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, and Scoop Chang is there. I was very excited to see Scoop Chang. <laughs> He's got a couple Scoop of lines in this episode. So I love Scoop Chang. <laughs> what, is, what is his news site The called? Daily... I don't know. <laughs> I, it was something I can't very remember. funny. I can't remember. Uh, well, well, I think we'll get back to Scoop Chang both in the past episodes and hopefully in future episodes. Uh, the Planet Express moves to remote work, um, and they have to use an app called Gloom. <laughs> did we like this Gloom bit? <laughs> Gloom did nothing for me. I mean, I liked the bit a little bit. No, but I like Bender went- eating silicone. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty now, funny. I, you know, honestly, I think the, the only part of the bit I liked was La Barba, La Barbara's moment because I just love La Barbara so much. When she's and just I love friendly that... with Scruffy for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, Dwight moonwalking in, in his little yeah. Jamaican briefs. But I just think all of the jokes, it was like, I liked La Barbara's cameo. And then I liked at the very end, the professor stands up and he's in his underwear. Because yeah. it was like I I thought they had exhausted all the bits and then and then he did that and I was like okay that's pretty funny but honestly this was my least favorite of all the COVID jokes <laughs> yeah for sure nothing felt new to me about the about the Zoom I think what was interesting about this episode is that it kind of allowed me to pinpoint exactly what I don't like <laughs> what, what Futurama does we're like okay. Allow me to try to explain this because when Futurama just replicates technology, I get kind of sad because there's nothing for your imagination to kind of like put in between the a thousand years to imagine why Mm. they are using this kind of technology or what have you. Like, um, what is it? The episode where Leela goes to the Cyclops planet, like they're in the internet through like headsets and uh, they're in the metaverse basically. Yeah, basically. But that's cool because it's like, oh, I... I get to imagine how society developed into creating that for them versus like the Amazon episode where uh, like items are just being brought in by drones. It's like, okay, we, we kind of have this already and it's, it feels unimaginative and it feels like the world that they're building is actually just like, yeah, we'll throw it in there, you know? And I don't mean to be like, you need to imagine something new every time for me, <laughs> the audience. But also, it does take you out of that fun, the the originality of it all. And I felt that with this Zoom meeting. I was just like, yeah, but like, we've done similar things to this already in the show. Why are we on Zoom? Like, I eh. totally get what you're saying. I think it's very astute. Um, my favorite is when they have futuristic technology that's old to them, so it resembles yeah. old technology to yes. us, but it's futuristic. That's one of my favorite bits. But yes, the drones, I get it. Like, in a thousand years, we're still just using drones. Mom doesn't have, like, a cannon at the top of her <laughs> tower that just <laughs> yeah. blasts there the products go. into your house. <laughs> I guess the closest thing we got to, like, a Zoom upgrade was that um, Leela was able to punch Bender through the screen. Which does sound nice. The professor uh, orders everyone back to work and he says, just wear a mask. And this made me laugh out loud when it cut to them in the office. And everyone is wearing the mask in a stupid place. Uh, Every time it did this, I laughed because this was what it felt like for two years of like going to the grocery store and someone's just like wearing just it like on their ears, like on the top right of their here. head. It's like, what? Oh, and I love Bender's wearing it over his antenna. And then the next line Hermes has once they're all, um, <laughs> once they're all gathered, is he says something like, 
Um, because of this virus, yes. we're all going to have to start practicing hygiene theater. <laughs> yes. So they all start really like showing off how they're going to take care of themselves. That was a and, brilliant line. And then Amy has, and then the next. <laughs> Yeah, Amy says, I heard there wasn't even a virus. It's a big hoax, like the moon landing. <laughs> and the professor screams, you were on the moon last week. You were born on Mars. <laughs> and Amy says, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> I love it. And Stupid. of course, Amy being the richest among them, probably the most, like conservative yeah. voting <laughs> would oh, be swayed by her parents or her, you know, peers who are, ugh, God, it's this part. Probably my, this whole like vignette was one of my favorites of the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, we, Hermes is convinced that this virus, because people are like angry, is some form of zombieism. <laughs> so he is going to turn naturally to voodoo. And look, I just want to say, I don't. <laughs> I want to be careful. I don't know if, like, we're... Like, voodoo is a real thing people practice, right? But it's not even yes, called absolutely. voodoo. That's, like, an American, like, yes. appropriation of yes. these actual beliefs. So if I know anything from the the paper I wrote on Haiti when I was 12 years old, <laughs> it's that a lot of things that we think about voodoo in America are made up for American audiences. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know the specifics because I was 12 when I wrote it. It was probably not a good paper. Now, yeah. my thought a, a little bit here is they, okay, when we get to the end of the episode, I really love the message at the end yes. of the episode. I think it and gets so there. Here's me kind of like working backwards. If that's the message they wanted to say at the end of the episode, and then they looked at their cast of characters and said, who is most likely to dabble in like magic? And you got characters from Jamaica. I feel like, you know, they, I feel like they went for it. And I don't know um, much about voodoo myself other than what we've been fed in our pop culture and stuff. But I don't, I have a feeling like it, it was voodoo because that was their vehicle to saying what they wanted to say. Yes. And some of the sort of, New Orleans mysticism stuff that we get into later, I think, is worth the journey. There's some very funny stuff. Um, I was I... just in New, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so this part resonated with me, but only because, you know, like all the fucking, you know, easy local jokes about New Orleans. I was like, I get that. I was just there, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure everyone they watching it, it you. especially their straight audience, everyone. <laughs> Oh, I did love you're you're going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. No, it just happens to be Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New Orleans a couple times. Fabulous city. Everyone should go visit and bring your money. Give them your tourism dollars. Mm -hmm. But um, I've never been during Mardi Gras. Kevin, have you had a Mardi Gras experience in your days? No, I've I've never been to New Orleans. I uh, I did recently watch the the newest. Haunted Mansion movie though, and that's <laughs> it's in New Orleans. <laughs> I I believe it was. Uh, <laughs> it's about the extent of my knowledge. Mm. Have you um, seen Girls I say, Trip? I have none. They knowledge. go to New Orleans in that. I haven't seen it. Coven Sorry. American Horror Story. Coven is watch? set in New Orleans. Oh please, New Orleans you won't find me watching that <laughs> Ryan Murphy garbage. <laughs> Listen, it's witches, it, so I watch it. You know what? That's fair. That's actually a very good point. That's Doesn't fair. Angela Bassett actually have a house in New Orleans? I think I walked by it one time. Angela Bassett is a goddess. Carry on anyway. with the episode. <laughs> she did that thing. She did the thing. Uh, so <laughs> I was a little disappointed that uh, La Barbara was not joining Hermes on the journey to New Orleans. I was like, uh, why? Why doesn't she get to go on this adventure? But you it's know, because it's 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 for kind the kind of reveal. a reveal. Rev reveal later. Okay. <laughs> you gotta wear that big ugly trench coat over your dress and it barely fits over your dress, but it doesn't matter because you gotta get to that reveal. You gotta do the reveal. Um, so uh, they go to Grand I have this is a hard word to say. 
Grand Cylindrical Station. <laughs> I loved this. Instead of Grand Central Station, and it's the train station so that we've somehow never been to. We've never done a parody of Grand Central Station in these 11 seasons of Futurama. Because who cares? <laughs> I care about public transit jinx monsoon. Yeah, jinx. How dare you? Oh my what, god. You want there to be my, more cars? My privilege showing. Yes, you just want your chauffeur is. to take You're... you around? Listen, I don't drive. I don't own a car. I don't swear. Yeah. I don't wrap my hair. <laughs> your, your naked privilege with your bender tattoo. <laughs> that makes me feel angry. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, Kevin. Breathe. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was drinking my coffee. So, you caught me. <laughs> They get, uh, they go through the security line. There's a joke about an emotional support guy. I thought that was kind of funny. And Hermes is sat next to Petunia, who offers him hand sanitizer. And he says, no. And she says, more for me. And she drinks it. <laughs> so there's a bit of a woman who's trying to fit her husband into an overhead compartment, <laughs> which turns into a very timely uh, reference of a woman being a Karen to like a, a train steward. And then someone taking her taking a video of him, and then someone taking a video of her, and then everyone's <laughs> taking Karen videos of each other. <laughs> um, okay, as someone who one has to fly a lot and two absolutely hates airports and being well, on this airplanes, was a train station, Jinx. So I don't care. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing. You literally said it was different. I might let it go. But... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone listening. Listen, we all hate going to the airport. None of us want to fucking be there. So stop acting like you're the only one who is so put upon when you have to go through security or when someone asks you to put something under a seat. Everyone has to stop acting like they are the only one on the goddamn plane. Get these motherfucking narcissists off these motherfucking <laughs> Also, if they ask you to check your carry-on suitcase, just let them do it. They do it for free. You get it almost at the same time. Just shut up. There's not enough room for everyone. The way people cut each other in line at the airport, but do, they do it in a way where they just don't acknowledge that there's another person there. They pretend like you don't exist. It is that makes uh, me feel angry. <laughs> Thank you. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, we get a joke. Of a professor, he's given an announcement. Um, he has a vaccine that he's made. These vaccine. I was really nervous about these vaccine jokes, and then they got really, really funny. They got funny. Um, so uh, just as he's announcing his vaccine, Wernstrom flies up on his own podium and announces. <laughs> A competing but almost identical vaccine. <laughs> and they have a competition about which one is better. And it's funny because their competition about which one is better is which one has the worst side effects. Yes. <laughs> my, um, my favorite part of this whole bit was, we heard your vaccine causes magnetism. That's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> he puts his spoon on his nose. <laughs> 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 There's a similar joke to that later where uh, it's revealed that the professor's uh, vaccine causes sterility. And he's like, yeah, that's what makes people angry. Everybody hates kids and everybody claps. <laughs> don't, don't we all hate kids? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get the return of Dr. Banjo. Uh, yes. Uh, I love Dr. Banjo. He's really I love funny. Him too. He's like the uh, poster the child evolved, of anti-science. The evolved um, primate who believes in creationism. <laughs> so fucking good. It's really good stuff. Um, and he has a podcast now, um, <laughs> obviously. Who doesn't? Uh, and he claims there's 5G chips in there. There are. There's little tiny 5G chips in there. <laughs> We're back on the train. The train flies off the track because the the pilot of the train gets in a fight with the steward because they all have exploded. <laughs> and it flies. And it's funny because it's obviously supposed to look like a, a plane crash, even though it's a train. <laughs> and they fly past a Mardi Gras parade where a robot is uh, hurling scoops of gumbo off of a float. <laughs> The Gumbotron. <laughs> What's the name of Gumbotron? Yes. It should be if if it's not, it is. 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever had a gumbo. I've had most, you know, New Orleans like dishes gumbo, that you're supposed to but have. But it's not my favorite Creole dish. Do you like a um a a, a crawdad? I, I like a, a fried crawdad. Nah, crawdads aren't my favorite. I just it's like... just a little cheap, accessible lobster. What's not to like? <laughs> I like Cajun It's like a plantain, a plantain lobster. Fish. <laughs> it's tiny. It's sweet. Go on. <laughs> Kevin, lobsters. <laughs> I actually don't like seafood. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm uncultured, I'm lame. And so when it comes to like this precise exact conversation, I, uh, I'll dip out for a second. Excuse me. Well, it's amazing that you got this body when all you eat is mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> that's, that's, Yeah. That's the secret. <laughs> Wonder what bread, too. Like, uh, yeah, pork sausages and mayonnaise. <laughs> I suggest that oh. you um, that you just haven't had the right seafood. Maybe you need to try a nice... Uh, it's it's what the was texture it? that does Zoidberg. it for me. I mean, oh. <laughs> Dr. Newberg. I mean, I mean Dr. Dr. Zoidberg. Zoidberg. <laughs> you know what? That, uh, that dolphin tur... Turtle Duncan, Turdolphin. That looks pretty delicious from the no, last few episodes. No, you. <laughs> you can't eat a only dolphin. If, only if it was a dolphin that blew all his money, money up on, on scratch on lottery tickets. It's not an intelligent okay. animal. <laughs> go on, go on. Hermes walks to Bourbon Street in the corner of Diet Coke Avenue, <laughs> and he wades through a pile of barf and bikinis. Um, and he goes to see the Romani big robot lady. What do you call her? <laughs> I don't want to call her. She is the fortune-telling her, robot. The fortune-telling robot lady. And uh, she's, still, <laughs> she's still pretty problematic. Still pretty funny. <laughs> I liked when she shuffled the cards in her mouth. <laughs> and she deals some tarot cards. Some of them are like the skeleton key, the this or that. My favorite was the man being crushed by a giant beignet card. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hermes chooses the gumbo path. Yes, he chooses the gumbo path. <laughs> because he was craving gumbo. <laughs> yes, but then he realizes that doesn't work, so he tries the skeleton key. I will say, as a viewer, I was like, I don't know anything about Nolens. And then I watched this episode, and I was like, I don't think the writers know anything about Nolens either. <laughs> they know about Narlins, uh, New Orleans tropes. Narlins. I don't think Narlins <laughs> tropes. <laughs> I think I don't think a single other food was named well, in this here's episode. The thing. Here's the thing I just They didn't want even to say crawdads. They didn't mention crawdads. <laughs> Here's the thing I want to acknowledge is when you're writing comedy, yeah. Nick, Nick, when you're <laughs> writing familiar. comedy, you have to sometimes think about what the audience is going to know. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, like, baby, I know it. <laughs> more people know about New Orleans tropes than they know about real New Orleans. So if you're even going to bring it up, you have to do... I remember one of my acting teachers said when I was playing a German character and I was like trying to do a an accurate modern German dialect for someone who would have immigrated to America. And she said, listen, I know one thing about Germans. They replaced their W's with V's. You don't give me that. And I don't think you're doing a German accent. And I was like, all right, I'll dumb it down for you. Um, Back at Planet Express, uh, the professor's mad. No one wants to take his vaccine. He says, why is everyone but me stupid? And Amy says, because everyone but you is on social media, <laughs> which I thought was really good. <laughs> and uh, they're wondering, where is all this disinformation coming from? And wild twist, we cut to Omicron per CIA, <laughs> where Jur is sitting at a computer spreading misinformation. Trolling. So now they're being opportunistic. They see that the planet is weakened. Is this a reference to like, Russia hacking so. our election. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Just okay. just misinformation on face bag. Uh, face bag. Face bag. <laughs> I think they've called it face bag once before, but I forgot that. So I laughed when they said face bag. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we go around. I lost my spot. Uh, we go around. Um, uh, Leela's still in the angry dome. Uh, Fry is bringing her food, and this is where we get the mad TV thing. There's a there's a screen that displays what's going on in the angry dome, even though it's clear, and the screen is labeled mad TV, just so they can have the joke. 
And Lila punches it. him through it. <laughs> I love it. That That's the kind of dumb joke where I'm like, ah, me, a dumb person can recognize. Like, <laughs> you see all these, like, Reddit posts about, like, Easter eggs, and I'm like, right over my head. But that one, I was like, I got it. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hermes uh, following the skeleton. Oh, no. Hermes following the skeleton <laughs> key card. God damn it. No one's going to see this. It's a reference to the episode. No one watches the YouTube video. Every time you post a video <laughs> of the YouTube, everyone's like, where is this? And it's like, just Jinx Monsoon's YouTube. Just go on YouTube and search where Jinx Monsoon. Where is this? Master of the algorithm. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad. We get to this uh, graveyard. Hermes where follows the skeleton. This? Shut up. Shut up. We get to the graveyard. I want to talk about this new character who I loved. Um, the Bones. It, Jimapel Bonebot, he introduces himself. <laughs> he is a robot made of bones. And he's been bones keeping this bone yard for the last three Bonedred years. <laughs> I loved this character. He was so funny. And Hermes was like, do you think that could be where the skeleton key is? And that like prominently displayed skull? And he's like, oh yeah, I, I didn't see that. I don't have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I don't have eyes. Do you want to go for a ride? And he gets to live in a fan boat. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. No thoughts? Anyone? I'll just keep talking. No, I thought it was... <laughs> incredible i loved the character i hope we never see him again simply because <laughs> his last line was bone voyage and bone i just voyage. I, I never I, I was like great excellent wonderful Mic i drop. never want to see him ever again. i you know <laughs> what i perfect. like is that um there's characters you think you're never gonna see again and then we see him for a blip later because oh, absolutely because they apply to a joke so i mean and we learned <laughs> we learned with the um uh absolutely fab obsoletely fabulous episode <laughs> that robots can be made out of many different materials they, they don't have to be wood. metal so yeah. the idea of making a bone bot is just so good <laughs> they just took a bunch of human bones <laughs> and glued it to a robot circuitry <laughs> oh they uh <laughs> They go to this, like, I guess a voodoo hut. And I, I feel weird even saying that because it's such a such an Americanized trope. But I guess they go to a voodoo hut and he <laughs> says, bon voyage. And, probably uh, my favorite line of the show. I don't know why. I just no, latched onto that mentally. I it was perfect. It. And you thought you had gotten the best of the bone jokes behind you. But then they saved the best one for last. They really did. Absolutely. We go into the voodoo hut, and who's in there? None other than Barbados Slim. <laughs> There's just a <laughs> cavalcade of characters I was not expecting to see in a COVID episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Omicronians, we've got Barbados, Barbados Slim. Slim. Now, Barbados Slim, <laughs> for me, this character is starting to wear out his welcome because it's just the same joke over and over. That he's fucking La Barbara. is having an affair with... Barbados Slim and Hermes is just kind of complacent with this. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's. It is okay. We need to address this because it is weird. Why can't that they, they just be in a polyamorous marriage? Why not? They would be happier. <laughs> Yeah, they keep like really focusing in on cuck Hermes, especially, and it's also just, it's really weird, especially when you have episodes that focus on his relationship with his children. Mm. So it's not even like, I, it, it's just, it's it's a weird dynamic and they keep pushing it harder and harder. And I'm like, is no one going to address this or are we just going to keep going around? Well, I do, I do like that they... They often affirm that Hermes and La Barbara's love is real. And mm -hmm. it seems like the main conflict in their relationship is that La Barbara is unfaithful. But if the love is real and La Barbara is just going to sleep with La Barbados Slim anyway, <laughs> I should think they should come to some sort of a polyamorous open marriage relationship deal. And that could be quite progressive for Futurama to talk about. I mean, they talked about robot human marriage. So. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? I, um, did you hear that Riverdale ended with uh, 
<laughs> Jughead, Archie, Betty, and Veronica in a in a four way relationship. No, <laughs> that was the last episode. <laughs> no. Does that mean Jughead and Archie do it? No, very specifically, you only see Betty and Veronica making out. They, they fucking chickened out. They Interesting, you if true. Like Cole Sprouse wouldn't make out with fucking Cole KJ Appa. They would do it. Trolling the status quo, and I love Cole Sprouse for that. Cole Sprouse, come on the pod. <laughs> Cole Sprouse. I really would or like Dylan. to talk to Cole Sprouse. Or I have Dylan. a lot of questions. Dylan's a little less busy these days, right? Well, he's doing the wine. He's he's not acting. (laughs) He's doing the wine. (laughs) (laughs) There's Sprouse Vineyards. (laughs) (laughs) Barbados agrees that, oh, uh, yeah, Barbados, uh, by the way, the Omicrons have arrived, like, while this is going on. (laughs) We saw them fly above. I forgot to mention. But then so they Barbados... immediately get sick, so it's not I, really a I, thing. I know. But Bar- <laughs> I know, but we'll get to it. But Barbados <laughs> agrees that it may be some kind of zombieism. Um, mm. So <laughs> they need to consult <laughs> the, like, I don't know, the smartest voodoo person. And it turns out that it's just La Barbara. And I'm like, La Barbara. And she's just there. <laughs> she's just there. And it just came. <laughs> She took a private jet. She She didn't take public transit. (laughs) She has, and it's funny because it's treated as this like mystical bone key that you have to get through like a voodoo tarot ceremony. She's just got a spare. (laughs) So uh, the three of them decide to go into the inner sanctum to find the cure for uh, explovid, and the inner sanctum is just a a a medical lab. He says, what dark sorcery is this? And it's just a highly advanced scientific slap. <laughs> they um, very quickly find a cure. They test it on Hermes. It works, but I love that they have to administer the shot through a through voodoo, a voodoo doll. doll. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and then, um, you know, they return. They're vaccinating everyone. And Well, we um, missed the Omicron oh, variant Oh, okay, go ahead. Because... Give us... Give us... <laughs> The oh, yeah. Omicronians. <laughs> yeah, show me what you got. The Omicronians are giving a press conference about how they're going to take over, but then I they get exploded, and it's a rare Omicronian variant. So we finally, a year, two years later, how long ago was that shit? The Omicron variant. We finally get the payoff that we were all making jokes I about f- when I the forgot. Omicron variant happened. I forgot about the variant. And when he was saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, there were variants. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about Omicron. <laughs> oh, okay. Take us. So they're administering the vaccine There's like to a line everyone. in front of Planet they Express. Ha- they already have voodoo dolls made of everyone on the planet. Every, <laughs> every single <laughs> Because every time something happens to Earth... It all comes down to Planet Express in New York, New New York, to solve everything. So everyone in Earth has to go to the Planet Express office. (laughs) With like a fold-out hut just in front of their front door. (laughs) And um, I love that Dr. Banjo says, you promise that there's absolutely no science in this? And (laughs) then they um, administer the cure and Hermes. Oh, I did love that when they give... Uh, the professor, the cure, the needle goes straight through his arm. <laughs> into Like yes. through his arm into his chest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then Hermes ends the episode on a lovely, lovely line that I thought was really cool because it felt like it was kind of acknowledging, you know, there's a growing practice of witchcraft and spirituality right now in people who don't disagree with science, who just like to welcome in all that life has to offer. I'm talking about myself. Yeah. So it was cool that Hermes ends the episode <laughs> with the line. Highly advanced magic is indiscernible from modern science. Sinus. <laughs> you almost got there. But, I, but what I like, besides mentioning witchcraft and stuff, what I like is that this is commenting on that there is still things to learn. There is still value in ancient customs, ancient cultures around medicine and healing. I don't know. I, I, I think... I think this I'm is going really cool to allow ending. this. I liked it. Thoughts. I liked it. I I completely agree. I okay. Uh, I agree with your sentiment. I think this could have been a like. I I wanted. I don't know. 
how how far back do I get to go to re-engineer this episode to make it something that I think would have been more successful? Let's get uh, let's. What's your pitch? Should we, should we if, get if you're there, Can we get a little? They're about to start animating, but you get to change something fundamental. <laughs> so, Jinx, just to build off your idea, I think this could have been like a similar version of the Calculon episode where they bring him back to life with satanism but just like with a little more heart like you said where we compare uh like this idea of like i don't trust science but i trust magic with a little more like you know witchcraft doesn't have to be the enemy but we do have to kind of agree on something to Mm -hmm. collectively get through it well a lot of modern witches i mean if you think about what science is it's combining chemicals it's combining compounds it's combining substances to create something new that's what witches do on a (laughs) like when i'm grinding up my flower petals and my herbs and i burn them you know the something new i create is the spell or the mindset that i create by doing the ritual but you know i'm i'm just I see. I say the same thing when I fart. Absolutely. (laughs) What I see with this is that, like, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Because if you talk to a lot of modern witches, they also believe in science, but science and magic don't have to be at odds with each other because they are essentially. I mean, it's all fucking alchemy, right? Mm hmm. Saying all that in the glasses, you did start to look a lot like a cult leader. But um, should we go to the questioning? <laughs> yeah, like uh, like uh, oh, wizard um, wizard Willy Wonka. What's that middle bird in the sky? Middle bird in the sky. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I will say though about this episode, I would have. I think it would have been more successful had it started at the point where the Omicronians bring the variant in. Because the whole thing of like, oh, we've been dealing with a thousand years, we're over it now. I was like, have you though? It doesn't look like you have because I don't know. <laughs> it like, I, it, like it's cute to say like, oh, finally after a thousand years we solved the problem. But it's like, okay, is that a is that a joke or is it just a sentence? Um, so I would have had like kind of similar to the Cold Warriors episode where no one knows how to deal with this thing. And then the jokes ensue from the characters dealing with it for the first time. But um, I also just... I don't. I didn't really understand the zombieism. Like, I feel like until the end of the episode, you're like, mm, "But is Hermes right? What is is well, this something okay. I can trust as a source?" Or I think this is a commentary on people acted brainless during for sure the pandemic. You know, and the Whoa, the, man. the main Whoa. symptom being the main there symptom being um, anger is a commentary on how people behaved during the pandemic. And I think the zombieism thing is a little bit like a lot of people weren't really using logic. They were just like going with this person said this, I'm following this now. No, this person said this, I'm following this now, or I feel this way. So I'm not regarding anything. And um, what did, <laughs> what did the professor say? Um, Everything I don't understand is fake. (laughs) (laughs) That was everyone's mentality. Not everyone's, but that was a lot of people's mentality. So I don't know. Um, I think I I just wanted more visual clarity between like what, what, who was sick and who wasn't. So if it was zombieism, I wanted either like a visual reference of zombie-ishness or just like to double down on the fighting so it wasn't so much like we're sick and we're also punching like yeah. i was i just wanted more like clarity you with know, that so they could make more jokes about it what if they done, had red eyes yeah it's like if they <laughs> yeah, sure. if they've done that before where everyone affected by something their pupils get dilated or something mm-hmm. so yeah that that would have helped i agree with you there but I, I, I will say, I went into this episode being like, all right, here we go. And then uh, I was pleasantly surprised with how often I did not roll my eyes. I was like, oh, you no, no okay, I'll allow it. I will allow That's how we felt about the Christmas episode. I think, yeah. shout out oh, to was this great, Futurama writing team. They are taking yeah. episodes that could be a chore and making them fun and pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. even if some aspects of it were tired, uh, you know, just the, the the material, the content, the parts that were funny were so fucking funny. I mean, we were laughing our asses off just reviewing the episode just now. Absolutely, so yeah. I think, you know, 
it's a good sign that even the episodes we're not looking forward to in this season are pretty damn good. So absolutely, and this Kevin, is definitely a rewatchable episode. I won't be like if I'm falling asleep to this one, I won't be skipping it or anything. No, not at all. Um, Kevin, you're a fan of the podcast, or at least I assume with how much you've spammed me about being on. You asked okay. once. Oh, you asked right. once. You asked I, once. I specifically anyway. remember if you had a hole in your schedule, I offered to fill it. Listen, okay. I'm just filling holes. You know the compulsory questions, so let's go for it. Hey, hey, let me ask you something. Of all the Futurama characters, who do you most relate to? <laughs> Leela. Okay, Leela, but angry Leela. None of this, oh, like, this Leela. none of this complacent in a relationship now, Leela. I relate to her as a centaur punching bitches. I relate That's to alcoholic Leela. <laughs> Current Leela. I relate to uh, to vulnerable Leela. <laughs> All right. Next question. That just raises further questions. Of the Futurama universe, who would you do? Ugh, I've thought about this for a while. You know what? I, uh, it's 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 between, and it just depends on my mood. It it's between Amy and Lars. There's something Yahoo! about Fry. <laughs> There's something about Fry. Just have his personality oh, completely Lars. different. With my Wait, deeper voice, Lars? I'm just like I'm down. Fry from the fry from the past and the future. <laughs> Bald with a goatee. Bald. Bald, Bald with a goatee. With a goatee. Deeper voice and has a Lars job. Because he is so dreamy. Shut I wanna... the hell up. It's from um the yeah. I think I wanna I wanna bang rift. fry as long as he's completely different and changed in every way. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. A lot of people want to fuck Fry, and I think you have found an interesting loophole because Lars oh, is, he's much more put together, isn't he? And then that's mm -hmm. why it's so tragic when he dies. Yeah, he's and dead. then you just collect Remember. the insurance money and you never have to worry about him again. Yeah. Oh, you want to date someone who is destined to die. <laughs> well, imagine how much sympathy I'll get when they pass away. And I'm like, oh, who could have seen this coming? Kevin, oh, bring me flowers. this is horrifying. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Oh, wow, wow. Our Listen. final question for you, Kevin. Glass oh, houses, glass houses. I still don't have a button for this. Excuse <laughs> me. Mom, what do I push for the third question? What should I do? What about this? <laughs> no, I already used that one. <laughs> All right, the final, the final question. I don't know. This feels like there's such a not... stupid final question because mm -hmm. we just sat here for praising the episode. But will you continue watching Futurama? Nope, I'm done. The whole point of being a Futurama <laughs> fan was just to meet you. So now that that's done, I think I can give it up. <laughs> the tattoo and everything. Yeah, this is all a long. You really con. commit. Absolutely. Well. Listen, I am insane, so that's how we do it. <laughs> well. Mental health is nothing to joke about. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Kevin, for being our guest. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll Did you tell back. people where to go follow Kevin? Oh, yes. Well, oh. we said at the beginning, but um, at your friend Kevin. Be good you know at what, your though? friend Kevin on Instagram. I will is it say. the same on Twitch? It is. You guys can follow me on Twitch. I primarily make most of my my nonsense content on there. Come say hi. Come, come chat about things that we enjoy. Uh, I will say that. Though. However, I am, you can edit this out if it's too racy, but I am currently selling my used underwear for charity. <laughs> I think that's fine. So, yeah, <laughs> I think so we can do that. <laughs> if you maybe are listening to this and that's something that floats your boat, message me on any platform and uh, that's something I'm no, raising money for. Say used, no, when you say used, uh huh. Maybe, maybe say worn underwear. Worn, great. <laughs> used feels Should we do this like... again? <laughs> I was no. that's the thing I was no, like no, here's the no, thing. No, I think I think Kevin knows what he's doing. Cheers. Cheers. He's correct. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Um so follow at your friend Kevin on um, And what's Instagram the charity? I'm raising money for uh the Oh, it's Swap Sex Work Operation uh Sex Work Project. It's an organization that protects sex workers all throughout. Good. The US. That's an awesome cause. Yeah. Um, I will take this moment to gush about Kevin. Kevin is oh, a no. very, um, a very uh, um, aesthetically pleasing human who Nick, uses Nick. Press the the planet. Press the planet. The 
Uh, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Kevin um, oftentimes does sexy things for charity, and I think it's really cool. And now um, press the shut up, baby. He also <laughs> shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> he also has a Patreon. If you want to throw some money at him, it's a spicy Patreon, but not too spicy. It's a it's a medium spice. It's, hey, uh, it's a medium spice. It's an arabica oh. sauce. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode. Until then, have a futuristic day, everyone. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow,